Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Barrett Ejectish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Lots to digest today, isn't it, Ryan? A roller coaster session on Wall Street, the IMF's revised growth outlook and apparently winter is coming. <laughs> Lots to chew on and you've got a lot of headwinds potentially for markets to push up higher. And talking about winter is coming, it's for the crypto world where you've got right now crypto sitting 50% lower from the record high sometime back in November. So what we have in the headlines today, Thailand limiting the use for retail and payments, yet another country putting the brakes on where it's going. And the IMF urging El Salvador to strip the status for Bitcoin as legal tender in the country. So something to chew on for investors today. To get the bigger picture, we've got Ablesh Narayan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Morning, Ablesh. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'll be dive into what's happening in the markets right now. We've been seeing choppy session after choppy session, and then you've got lots of people selling off. What are the takeaways here? Uh, thanks. Uh, and yeah, clearly markets are quite jittery ahead of the FOMC meeting. And we've seen, uh, you know, uh, US equity markets uh, decline between, uh, you know, 85 to 13%, depending on S&P and NASDAQ. But I think if you look at the overall market reaction, I think there are two lessons for investors. One is obviously uh, we always highlight the importance of diversification and that really comes out uh, in, in this time because if you think about it, NASDAQ is down 13%, but European equities are down only 5%. So geographical diversification is something that helps in times like these. And, and secondly, I mean, uh, apart from equities, it also shows the importance of bonds in a, in a diversified allocation because if you look at most bond markets, they are down by you know less than 2%. So if investors are diversified or they were diversified heading into the current sell-off, uh, the overall impact on their portfolios would have been limited. And the second is is rebalancing and the importance of it because, you know, we have a tendency to focus on our winners and, you know, stock markets have had a very, very strong run over the past two years. But that also has meant that for people who did not rebalance, their allocations to equities would have been higher than what they are comfortable with. So if I had a 50% allocation two years back, Today, it would have been closer to 60, 65%. And that obviously results in greater volatility. So, you know, it's important to rebalance uh, a portfolio on a quarterly or annual basis as the need may be. Yeah, I've been talking about trimming expectations with the outlook ahead. You've got the IMF cutting their global growth forecast to 4.4%. So that's down 0.5 percentage points from the previous forecast. And it's mainly because of downgrades for the US and China. What does this mean for markets? Because this could mean earnings being hit in the quarters to come? Uh, I would take a slightly different view. So, uh, yes, obviously IMF has uh, adjusted its growth forecast quite quite sharply lower, but I think it's already priced in by the markets to a large extent. So if you look at IMF forecast, they revised US growth forecast from 52 to 4%. But if you look at market expectations on Bloomberg, they, they have been expecting around 4% growth in US for a while now. Uh, and if you think about it, uh, U.S. is a quarter of global GDP. So a 1.2% reduction in forecast for U.S. GDP growth would equate to around 0.3% reduction in global growth forecast. So, you know, yes, uh, the headline decline in IMF growth forecast is, is, is 0.5%, which is large. But uh, I don't think it will surprise the market. And secondly, I mean, yes, uh, the growth will slow down from what IMF have uh, you know, projected previously. But it's important to remember as well that 
you know, the growth that we are likely to see in mm-hmm. 2022 will be higher than pre-pandemic levels. So we think that, yes, uh, it, things will get a bit more challenging for companies as we move into the second half of the year as we see policy tightening. But, you know, overall, the, the macroeconomic backdrop is still fairly supportive for, for companies. And, and that's why we continue to like equities at, at a global level. Yeah, Abhilash, talking about being supportive, it looks like safe haven assets are getting some support. You've got a couple of issues here. Uh, for example, the IMF for its growth forecast cut was citing uncertainty about the pandemic, inflation, supply disruptions, and also now for Ukraine in the equation. And that seems to be pushing safe haven, asset, safe haven assets up. You've got a US dollar at two-week highs. Gold also seems to be trending upwards. Uh, what's your take where it goes from here? Yes, I think uh, uh, obviously predicting what will happen in, in, in Ukraine is, is a big challenge because we're not experts as, as financial investors. But you're right. I mean, uh, first level impact or direct level impact, we have seen uh, some flows into safe haven assets uh, such as the dollar and, and gold. And I think for dollar, we think that uh, the, the next key resistance to watch out for would be around 97 level. Uh, so, so that's something to watch out for. But I think, you know, apart from that, uh, we see limited impact on, on global equity and bond markets uh, simply because, you know, sanctions have been in place uh, on, on Russian financial assets over the past few years. Uh, the, the other case where we see we, can, we are seeing impact of Ukraine tensions is obviously energy prices. So we have seen oil prices climb up steadily uh, as markets have become increasingly concerned about you know potential supply disruptions. Mm. And I think the biggest negative impact of potentially higher oil prices would be on on European growth recovery because if you think about it, the continent is heavily reliant on Russia for around 25% of its oil as well as 45% of its gas imports. So if we do see you know some disruption uh, in supply from Russia or you know increase in prices, that could uh, you know be a drag on European growth recovery and uh, and that would be negative for European stocks as well as for the euro. Abhilash Narayan, he is the Senior Investment Strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Now, Abhilash, yesterday in Singapore, we had the MAS come out with an off-cycle move to tighten policy. And worth noting, we've got a Fed tonight um, to make its decision on rates or where it goes from here for its policy. And if you look at what investors are expecting, it's possibly a March rate hike. What will this mean for markets if it does come through in terms of uh, a signal. Is this going to mean higher rates bad for stock markets? Well, that's, that's the million-dollar question, right? Uh, what will the Fed do? I think uh, this meeting is, is more crucial than some of the meetings we've had in the recent past because Fed will uh, lay the ground right, groundwork, like you mentioned, about the March rate hike, but also guidance about you know when it plans to begin the balance sheet reduction later this year. So for us, we will be watching out for comments on inflation and unemployment rate outlook because I think markets will look to that as guidance about the pace of tightening that we can expect. But at the same time, I think the Fed meeting may end up being a little less hawkish than initially feared because, you know, if you think back, while supporting stock market is not an objective for the Fed, we have seen time and again that the Fed does have an interest in preventing a sharp sell-off because you know, sharp equity market sell-offs tend to you know, filter through uh, as, as negatively mm. impacting the overall confidence levels in the economy. So uh, we, we may see some reassurance from the Fed that it remains flexible and data-dependent. Uh, so in the near term, we can see a bit more volatility in the stock markets. But, you know, for the last 18 months, investors have been waiting to buy on dips. Everyone has been mm. complaining that uh, stock markets are expensive. Now we've got a 10% sell-off. So, uh, you know, for people who have been waiting for an opportunity to uh, to buy or get into stocks, we think that it's, it's a great uh, opportunity mm. to start averaging in. 
Abhilash, just to wrap things up, um, will these higher rates be more bad news for crypto? We've seen some headwinds recently. Thailand just putting the brakes on expectations and IMF calling for El Salvador to strip um, the country's uh, legal tender status for Bitcoin. I think more than rates, regulations are, are the biggest headwind for crypto in our opinion. Obviously, we've seen uh, you know Bitcoin fall by over 50% uh, twice in the last uh, 12 months. Uh, and you know, for for any instrument which is being touted as a currency, obviously we need it's it's important to have a stability in terms of uh, its storage of, of value. So you know, I can understand where IMF is coming from from a financial system stability perspective for El Salvador. Uh, and yeah, I mean, as far as Thailand's uh, latest development is concerned, I think it's broadly in line with what we. Have have been highlighting to our clients. So obviously, we think that there is a lot of value or a lot of potential for growth in uh, the underlying technology, uh, which is blockchain, distributed uh, ledger technologies, etc. But yeah, we think that uh, regulatory risks, uh, and we've seen regulatory tightening in Singapore as well uh, recently, Mm. Uh, remain top of mind as far as cryptocurrency investments are concerned. And that's why, you know, we think that if investors are keen to still, uh, you know, put some money in, into crypto, we think it's, it's prudent to cap it below 5% of the overall allocation given the high probability of, you know, extreme profits or losses uh, in, in them. All right. I've been chatting with Abhilash Narayan. He's the Senior Investment Strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Abhilash, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.